on this episode of Powder. Now venues ask for stand-up comedians. They ask for us. They want to book us. Mm. So, so it's, re- it's changing. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I'm not starving. But that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Some ministers have illegally been chopping off forests and stuff. And heads. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. good one. It's another on, Just on weekends, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <No>. girl. <laughs> Yeah. I don't even, I'm trying to think, I don't even think I've ever been out to a restaurant by myself in, in Lebanon. Be- in I, I, I don't think because so. Because yeah, when I did, they look at you like a sociopath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want people to listen to people from our generation, for fuck's sake. But yeah, Noor, it's fucking pleasure having you on, bro. Hello, and, thanks so uh, much, guys. I just want to get straight into it. So, I remember you were saying that you lived in Holland. Yeah, I lived for three years. Um, I was uh, I was living in Tariqjdi all my <laughs> life. Uh, no, it's a sitcom intro. Uh, <laughs> he's living in Tariqjdi all his life. I lived in Tariqjdi all my life, like for 22 years. Then I went to do my masters in Netherlands. That was food science mm-hmm. and food science masters. And then I discovered that I wanted to do stand up over so there. So it's a natural step from food science. Yeah, to yeah you know, you know, just that classic just story. Just culture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not that far off, by the way. I did mathematics, and now like fuck it, I want to be podcasting. Yeah, yeah, of course, podcast, media, so math. You. You, know. you know, Dave Chappelle, I'm in food science, came in. Uh, yeah, that's how the great start in <laughs> the yeah. lab. So I think uh, that was what triggered you. So yeah. Dave Chappelle, like, oh, fuck, the stars are aligning on this yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, the whole constellation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the thing is, yeah, I went there and I did food science. And in my town, we were in a small town, mm-hmm. not not in like in Amsterdam or a city. And then I was watching a lot of comics because I always watched stand up all my life, uh, whether in Lebanon or watching comics from the US or UK or whatever. And then uh, <laughs> some of them were bombing so hard. And they were like, some of them were students even trying. Out. I was like, fuck, well, maybe I should try out. Because I tried when I was in AUB doing my bachelor's, but I chickened out, didn't do it. And then one night I told the comedy club, hey, can I join? And they told me, yeah, you, uh, you have to prove to be funny. So I wrote a few bits. I always wrote shit that doesn't make sense to me. So I did that. And then I came up and tried it and worked out. I was like, fuck it. I'm, I funny. Got, <laughs> I'm funny. I got this. I'm God's gift to comedy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're welcome, universe. Yeah. And, and then uh, it was like an eight minute set. Yeah. And I did well. And then I ate shit <laughs> for like three <laughs> other months. I didn't do well at all. Nobody was laughing anymore. Yeah, nobody, nobody. But like, uh, it really helped me. It really helped Dude, me but out. St- but like, no one's laughing. Did you ever come to think maybe because you're like, I don't know, starting in Holland. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the weirdest step for an Arab comedian to be like, let me try my shit out in, in Holland and <laughs> yeah, see yeah. how that works. Yeah, well, actually, what I tried out wasn't about my identity. Okay. It was more social commentary of what I'm observing. From the perspective of a... Yeah, yeah, from what I see. And but it was then, in English as well, right? Yeah, yeah it was All in right. English. Uh, so I did clubs... Uh, open mics and clubs for like uh, a, year, a year and a half, two years, uh, until I finished my master's. So I used to go like during weekdays or weekends, do, do shows, come back, you know. And yeah, at the beginning, it was like really social commentary on what I observe. And then I started really getting introspective. And then that's where it got interesting because also I took a break from my master's in 2000. 17, I think 16, sorry, 
first and they came here i was like hey does anyone have comedy clubs in or she or like open mics whatever do you have anything they were like no we just go to a pub and set it up and do uh, and do a show Dude, with we don't other have electricity. comics. <laughs> like, I don't know if <laughs> we're going to have, have open comedy, comedy clubs. clubs. Yeah, yeah, bro. Like, do you have a comedy club? It was weird asking for it because... What was the reaction when you were asking like, people? It was like, uh, bro, there are comedians that are already established. But how do you get established as a comedian? <laughs> You've never tried. Like, how do, because I learned that it was, it was different because the way Lebanese people were used to comedy or stand-up shows or one-man show, whatever you call it at the time, in the 90s, there used to be people who were on TV, like let's say Fader Aide or Asal Shi cast, Adil Karam, Mario. They were all on TV and then they had their shows in the live theater and then people would come see them. So it's always like first prove to me you're funny on, on TV, which was the biggest, you know, TV. So then, okay, I'll come pay to see you. So we never had the culture of like, Coming in and seeing people live, just trying shit out and open mic. And even we struggled with that. Even Awkward, the comedy club, struggled with that here. Like, because people didn't get it. Like, why am I listening to this? Who's this nobody? Why am I listening to... <laughs> That's right. the most Lebanese shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Status. Like, yeah, yeah, I need yeah, to yeah. see... The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you know, sh- show me the funny, yeah, you know? Yeah. The, the, and they, the and they're as demanding. They're so fucking demanding yeah, over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but they have no background yeah. of it. Because, like... You, they're used to for 30 years like this guy is funny on TV he better be funny live, live. Mm. exactly yeah. so now when you see like a guy just trying out shit and talking about especially our generation mm-hmm. they were really not receptive at first and they didn't get it like why aren't you funny extremely funny yeah. for me to like to give you like some slack cut you some slack but then I was like okay so in a year or two people got used to it that okay we go to a pub where some people are trying out is dead mm. we're trying on open mic shit and then we go uh, do a set and then it builds it builds because uh, so d- and like maybe in 2011 2009 there were a few groups like Liao and mm-hmm. Eli Mitri like uh, Anthony Hamaway Jad Bukaram uh, Tony Daher they used to do in a comedy club in uh, Mono mm-hmm. there was a comedy club there and they were doing shows and they uh, instilled that culture like you need to listen to people but they had they stopped for a while and then in 2016 17 when awkward started again it got a boom like we're doing open mics we're doing comedy club mm. and also it got to a point where you know the regular comedy club night which we did on Tuesdays in awkward unannounced lineup mm. so but, uh, that was a total win because you don't even know who's going to come up but I'm just going to go there for a laugh mm. and that was a really big switch in culture for us in a positive way and I'm glad it happened, and it's still happening. And uh, now venues ask for stand-up comedians. They ask for us. They want to book us. Mm. So, it's, so this re- it's changing. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not starving. But that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making some money right I mean, now. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Not, not, thank you, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, COVID. I was on a roll before that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's so cool that even even in the comedy scene, it's representative of our culture. Like, mm. that's so funny that people like, no, I want to watch a name. I want to watch someone who I've seen on TV. Whereas in the US, brand, 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 it's, brand. that's not how you start. Yeah, you yeah. do open mic nights. You climb up. Maybe you get a special. After exactly. you get a special, you go to the movies people are genuinely interested in the states or even in europe as well to go and find out more about upcoming comedians people are interested if you're because they would pay for the experience we're not used to it we're like 
I hope, like Lebanon, I hope my experience is worth my money. money That's yeah, how we go yeah, about yeah, it, yeah. elephant. Like with everything we buy, with everything we buy, like changing an appliance, I hope it's worth my yeah. money. You yeah. know, like everything. Yeah, and but social media must be helping a bit in gaining, like pushing people towards that. And yeah, well, I know, I know that like some comics are more comfortable like staying live, like even here, although mm -hmm. we need it, because we're not the demographic and the distribution. It's not the same as like the US and New York, for example. Like in New York, you can get up on stage four times a night, you know, and like seven days a week. Like we didn't, we don't, we still don't have that, you know? So we're working towards that. But also in Amsterdam in 2016, when I was still there, you could go, it was starting to get there. Yeah. You can go every night. So uh, all the world is following this trend. Which is a healthy trend because it really more like like a comedian can hone their skill, you know, like forming their sets because that's how it should go. I know, I know, like comics they did although they they say they had it easy in the nineties. I know, like Fadir Aid or Al Shi or Al Karam were established comics or comedy actors and then they went for stand up. They say it's easy, but it's not because they didn't have a chance to try. You know, it's a different dynamic yeah, when you're live in yeah, front of a because, crowd. And that, this is what you see sometimes. Like, like they're not they're not stand-up comedians who have been doing it for a while. You know, even like Adil Karam when he had his Netflix special. You know, like they can bomb. That, that's a bit, and if any comic can bomb. Any comic can still and they bomb. Hold yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but that's a risk that they faced. Uh, like Fadir uh, Aidi uh, when they come up on live theater. They're not doing stand. They weren't doing stand up, but they're doing stand up and now. And there's that added pressure because you are this guy I see on TV. Whereas yeah. if you started I, with the opposite, like, you I bomb. paid fifty bucks to see you. Yeah. God bless yeah. you. Thank you, Riyad uh, <laughs> Salemi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry to mention yeah. it. I mean, it's yeah. it's like one dollar. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I like the camera uh, as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the biggest problem, though, in my opinion, for Lebanese comics in general, even maybe in the '90s when there was that boom, quote unquote. I think the reach because Lebanon at the end of the day is a country with four million people on paper six million people with yeah, like yeah, illegal yeah. immigrants and our like every single country in the middle east has a different arabic dialect so maybe yeah. some if you do a stand-up show in lebanon which might be hilarious egyptians might not find it that funny for instance in a country like egypt which has a population of over like almost 100 million, 100 yeah. million people i think uh, 80, 80. the reach the reach over there just like if you have a domestic egyptian comic is way bigger yeah, yeah. than yeah. being in lebanon i think that's so sad because lebanese humor in my opinion is hilarious yeah, but, but the reach is so fucking small over yeah, here yeah i know but to you because like let's say the levant us uh, syria jordan iraq hatta palestine yeah. They really have, we have like similar humor and yeah. our dialect is not that far apart. Would you say Iraq though? Uh -huh. uh, Iraq is when I met a lot of Iraqis, I would feel uh, their dialect's a big difference. Uh, Syria, but, but, but I have in my crowd, I've had Jordanians, Syrians and Iraqis and Palestinians all right, all watching right. me and they understood all my jokes. Although because like there's something really funny about us, no, like ironically, like if I joke about a politician, they would know because our politicians are fucking famous celebrities. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's not like it's not like a, like, yeah. like in Europe they didn't know. Oh, the, like one time, you know how these uh, Dutch presidents or the ministers they come on bikes. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, that's the minister uh, minister of interior. I'm like, what the fuck is on the <laughs> <Yeah>. bike? <laughs> Like, I could kill him right now. Yeah. Our, ours come with like a convoy of like five cars. It yeah, yeah, five yeah. cars in the I back. Mean, the cousin black. of the Minister Where of Communication. Where are the RPGs? <laughs> 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 Which would be funny, that's, like on a bicycle with an RPG. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so interesting to say, because like when you live 
lived in London, for instance, you just walk past like the prime minister's house, for instance. They were like, yeah, that's where the prime yeah, minister yeah, yeah. lived. There's not even a single like security force yeah. standing outside to defend it. Because they're you, one of the people. That's why. Whereas here, for instance, you go to like the head of parliament, he blocks out like half the area, it's all guarded behind yeah, yeah. his building. No, yeah, yeah. All my, the... my dad is Finnish, and he tells me all the time, the Finnish president rides like like public transportation. Yeah, yeah. They, takes the tube. Yeah, yeah. Takes a taxi. But, but, and uh, and when they do it over here. It's like a fucking event. It's a PR stunt. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's a PR stunt. Yeah. But that's that's the thing. The fact that you know all of this shit and the Lebanese in you, it must give you basically a, a, an amount of material to last you a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, that's what they said when like uh, Trump came in office for the US yeah. for, for daily shows. We have stuff. 65 Trumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, there are so many True. actors yeah. doing that. And, and it's funny to me because also you have... Uh, you have a certain like taboo about it mm, here. Yeah. Like even though they do like they do the the the, the freakiest shit, man. <laughs> the freakiest shit. Like like one guy got locked up in the in the civil war and he reenacted his own imprisonment. Like what? <laughs> that's <laughs> like, some Fifty Shades of Grey shit. That's yeah. some like Last Dark Knight. You have <laughs> yeah. to jump to meet yeah. Bane shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, are we not gonna talk about? It? And th that's what you saw in the nineties to late two thousand. What they really wanted to impersonate, that's why impersonations were a big thing. And still are in Lebanese uh, communities because like, we want to make fun of them and this is the only way because it's kind of like, I'm not really talking shit about you. I'm just like, it's a homage to you. You know, it's re ridiculous. I think. And even they did puppet shows, you know? That's the only way they could get away with it on TV. They had shows like Basmet al Watan and yeah, Ovira yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff uh, like well, that. I remember I used to watch those shows so much coming up, but that's the thing. Back then, when those shows were popular, yeah, yeah. Uh, people actually loved the politicians way more than they like them now. So imagine starting a Definitely. show like this right now, like an Ovrira or Basmet al Watan, where they're constantly just mocking the politicians. Yeah. I don't think pub, like uh, mainstream media outlets will allow that. No, no, no. because no, they're like, owned by them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they, they get paid by them. Yeah. And like media is different from the 90s. Uh, three days ago, I was watching uh, music uh, videos for uh, Rahbane, mm. Ziad Rahbane, Bro, this guy's a genius. On, on, on MTV, where he was saying, like, he was literally telling everyone, like, how you're full of shit, yeah. how Derek is full of shit, how Jesh is full of shit, in a music video, mm -hmm. and it was okay in the MTV in the 90s. You, you, there, there's like stricter censorship right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because they're really like they're they know they're, they're fucking. I thought we came, onto their but I yeah. thought we were living in a social democracy. That's what it says on paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. There's an no, yeah. yeah. There's an influencer who said that. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's true because he he took it in that angle. <laughs> having lived abroad, having lived abroad in Holland. Yeah. Uh, how many years did you live there for? Uh, three years. How almost. do you best explain Lebanon to foreign friends? Uh, it's just like Mad Max, <laughs> but like on steroids. <laughs> That's, I like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's way more humid. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's just Mad Max, but no, like you need the Perrier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You it's Mad Max with hummus, basically. Yeah. You were one of the realistic ones, not uh -huh. the ones that would go outside and be like, oh, Lebanon, you should come on holidays to Lebanon, no, it's no, amazing. No. And no, like I would tell my friends, come yeah. visit me, yeah. you know, because yeah. I, I know the places, yeah. but I would never like... Uh, like Over glorify. Uh, don't live here. No, no, yeah. I don't like to glorify because we've had the, like this is what I'm talking about in MTV and shit like that in the 90s they were like facing reality now 
we move to something that's like toxic positivity in the country. We're like, no, 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 don't say we we fucked up with trash, mountains of trash. Just say so tourists can come for one season. And like, I'm not getting paid by fucking tourists. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not their guide. Yeah. Like, they got like a two two floor two story like bus. Like, is this what we want really? Yeah. It's for what we need. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we need. We need. Yeah, but look, I was one of those people to be fair. I was one of those guys every because we all lived abroad and when we were outside. Yeah. Huh? In Lendi. Okay, no sense. Half, half. And when I'd go, I'd, I'd talk, I'd, I'd sell Lebanon as if I was selling my liver, dude. I would like literally go and be like, it is the greatest, you can ski in the nightlife. And, but I was ignoring all the other shit Shmuck, that's exactly, under the surface. Exactly. But, that, but, that's, but that's a part of a propaganda that, uh, towards like, just let people come in because how are we, how is the Lebanese system sustaining itself right now? It's because, like, even even the Belirat uh, Saleh said it. He, he said our asset is people sending money. Yeah, remittances. Mm-hmm. Like, no. so if you, that's the only way you're making it. That's very sad. Also, why should I be taking part of this in the system that you've built and it's so fucking corrupt and you, and you want it to survive and it's barely like letting you live. Like, yeah. why would I vote for you? Why would I? Like advocate for you. Yeah, you can, know? how can we keep relying on remittances? That's such a scary thing to yeah, hold yeah. our economy by a thread. Like having family abroad. Well, your family, dude, your family live here, by the yeah, way. Yeah, all their life. Okay, all here. Uh, but because like, but but to talk about like in the nineties to go back to Fadir Aidi, like I used to watch like comics and Louis C.K. and Dave, and Doc Stanhope, Sarah Silverman, all these great comics, and then I was like. Like they talk about real shit, and then we had like Lebanon, Hadara, Lebanon, the Phoenix, and then I had the Fader Aidi was like, yeah, Lebanon is amazing, but what does it fucking do if I can't like pay my bills? He was the only guy talking about the bullshit that was in Lebanon, and this is why he was best because he didn't put on this fake. There was no filter. Yeah, there was no fake mask that we all had to wear. To make everyone love us because we have this inferiority complex that oh I'm Middle Eastern I better appeal to the West and they better like me yeah. look I'm beautiful so now yeah. I'm, I'm worth your money it's yeah. not about that we have our own identity but the problem is we never had to celebrate our own identity because we were always ruled by someone else in proxy so you how know? do you as a comedian because that's that's really interesting to me comedians say what's on all our minds even if it's extremely fucking inappropriate yeah, yeah, yeah. you say what's on our mind how do you do that in a country that's not really yeah free, doesn't have freedom of speech not very liberal so yeah, of so course. doesn't that limit you as a comedian what you can say what you can get away with like how does it work yeah well it uh, it it moved in layers actually it's like a layer cake because it depends okay on identity politics like who am i anasani like you know, like Hariri. Yeah. So you have to support them uh, since I'm that. And I cannot attack the other side because I belong to this side. So they'll see it as a conspiracy theory. Why are you talking about them? So like, I just don't want to play in their paradigm or framework. I've just broke out of it. And I just talk about everyone, whoever I want to talk about, because they're all wrong. You know, there's like, they all don't make sense. So I, but then again, people love the paradigm. You know, of okay, if you're attacking them, that means you're with that uh, polar yes, opposite. Yes, yes, but yes. but then again, you you face a problem where like, okay, if you're criticizing that part, criticize the other, so I know you're fair. Like, but it's not that I don't owe you this. I'm just criticizing. 
But of course, we have a lot of that also, like key players or key comedians also. Like we have Sharb al-Khalil and other people who are like just biased comedians towards a certain extent. And they would attack that guy and not their party. So they feel like uh, they're biased. Yeah. So now I have to, to go against them. I have to prove against everyone. It's a fucking hassle. So I, you're always trying to satisfy someone. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't want to do it anymore. Mm. And, I, and, I, and I was in that trap for a while. I was, I was trapped in that for a while because I used to be like, okay, they're right. Because I have to not make everyone mad and everyone. But then I was like, fuck it. I want to talk what I want to talk about. That's their game, man. They make you play their game. Yeah. No. So and they uh, keep you within their rules. Yeah, up until like two years ago, I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to talk. Like if I'm doing a set, a 15-minute set, and it happens that... Uh, during this set, I'm talking about these two political parties. I don't want to like do about all the political parties, so you know I'm mm. I'm biased. I'm, fuck that. Mm. That subject is about the content's that. about those two. Yeah, yeah, and even like my content, like the way I approach comedy is, it's just basically a summary of my day and my thoughts, and politics is in that. Like I, I I'm amazed at uh, comedians who like like shuffle away or just mm. just shove it. You know, no, I don't. But care I, about I would argue with you. I agree because yeah. what's at the forefront of what's happening socially now, you can't ignore. It's all politics. Yeah. This country is literally all yeah, politics. Yeah, but don't you think that there's also a certain charm, and maybe I can see the reason why these other comedians yeah. who talk about shit that isn't political, yeah, yeah, maybe in a way it's a bit refreshing because it's like we're taking a break. We need to escape and just. Talk about some shit that isn't always. You, can you know what I mean? You yeah, know yeah, but so, but I do not approve of someone like saying and uh, uh, talking about these things in a vacuum. That's what I don't. What like. do you mean by yeah. vacuum? Yeah, like for example, like talking about a certain commotion that happened in the streets and making a joke about it and then just moving along. But why is that happening? Like that can that comic can be an absurd comedian, dark comedian, light comedian. I don't care. But like. Like putting these things in vacuum and not ta talking about their context is harmful for me. Because like, let's say, how I construct a set is it's on my daily thoughts and my daily life. My daily thoughts are, I hate myself, I'm horny, <laughs> I hate the politicians, and is there a meaning to life? Yeah. And yeah. everything in between, you yeah. know? But that's our so daily thoughts. So that's the thought. basis of everything. Yeah, but that's yeah. our daily life. I love how I'm horny was number two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it should be number one with yeah, the morning yeah. word, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, do I say I hate myself first or get, or masturbate later? I don't know. Yeah. Everyone has... It changes every now and then. Yeah, yeah. And it's a different... Uh, it's an acquired taste. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love how you did this with your hands. Yeah, like, you know, the Italian. Yeah, it's an yeah, acquired taste. because I don't taste. have tissues at home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to get rid of it somehow. Uh, no, no, but really, because like, but these are, uh, sorry, almost ruined. Uh, but these are like daily thoughts, man. Like, I'm talking about everything. Like, don't you think about food and sex and life and religion? Like, you, talk, you, you think about all of that. So this is why, like, I'm just a regular person thinks about this during the day. So I'll talk about this during the day, you know? And it makes sense to me because, like, you cannot separate, although you want to separate politics, but like even driving down or walking down a street, it has so much, man. Yeah. Like it's in like, your face. Like, all the fucking Nubinzal, Nubinzal, uh, to the street, there's electricity. Like there are like the wires and everything. Why can you separate that? No, you can't. It's part of your life. And even though, like we can't think of a way out of it. Even like that's the problem. If you, like we're stuck in this. You know, it feels like we're trapped. You feel that this is why people leave and escape. 
that we feel that you're trapped. Okay, let's talk about electricity, for example. Let's say that I come down the street, all wires, disjoncteur, and everything, uh, and then I look at it, and then this guy that's giving me generator because the government can't give me electricity, well, that guy became a mafia, and then they control all the electricity. So they're now, even if they want to get electricity, like power by the government, they can't because they created this hybrid monster that they can't control anymore. And you feel you have to comment on that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, even like politically, politically, where are we going with this? Like, even, okay, so, you know, if, uh, uh, some ministers have illegally been chopping off uh, forests and stuff. And heads. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good yeah. one. That's another on, Just on weekends, yeah. though. Yes, <laughs> <No. laughs> girl. <laughs> no, but like, they do that, deforestation and shit. And, you know, like, I, I like to talk about extreme absurd cases. Like, if we ran out of oxygen because there are, there's no, like, plants. Well, you'll get a private company who's selling oxygen tanks for every home. And that will be a new business. And then if we're like, okay, I'm going to start planting some trees and 30 years later to like, to make up for this, they'll be like, no, you're going to make them lose their jobs, the oxygen tank guys. Yeah. You know, this is how we function. So you privatize oxygen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we normalize crazy scenarios. Like even like the ones we don't find them crazy, like even electricity, like uh, beaches, like bro, where do I say like, I have to pay for entrance for a resort. Yeah. Well, once you're, once, when you're in Europe, for instance, the, I, the concept of having a private beach they is almost non-existent. Un- it's non-existent. You go to Barcelona, you go to Ibiza, you go yeah. to South of Britain. Public beaches, yeah. It's it all took me beaches. seven and a half minutes to make my friend, my German friend understand <laughs> yes. Seven and a half. Because like, even, even because as- Germans are so dumb. <laughs> no, <laughs> Germans are stupid. Still man. stuck in World War II, bro. Yeah. No, 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 They're not that, one of the most efficient countries yeah, in the world. Yeah. You know, they look up, at, they aspire to become like Lebanese. You know, when it comes you to work ethic and mentality. <laughs> uh, uh, but the thing is, like, they're normalizing. And w- how does this thing continue? It's about continuity. You know, these these thugs that rule us. It's about continuity. Like a thirty-year-old like system is is staying and is like Growing alive think, yeah. because because it's really good. Like you have to recognize this evil that you're facing, you know, you can't be like, I don't like when people say that these politicians, they're so dumb and stupid. No, they're not dumb. They're ruling us. They're winning, bro. You know, what, what's your, what's your uh, opposition saying? If your opposition saying, which I don't like nowadays, it's like, as we said about the oxygen tanks, like after the explosion, three days later, after we were helping everyone with their houses and everything, an activist, and he's a good guy, like, with uh, he's secular and shit. I, I like the guy, but he's a bit, like, too liberal for me because he's saying, like, why is the municipality of Beirut not recycling the broken glass? We want that. But that municipality a month ago was, like, almost going to kill people if Majebu had a Maronite, like, how are you talking to these people on that level? Mm. Uh, like, you're you know, expecting them to they, have a certain level. They just blow up the city yeah. and you're talking about recycling. Like, imagine in James Bond, that villain. Yeah. For just for a second, you know, I have a death ray to control the earth. 
بليز اشلحهم من اجلك اقول لك تيك اوف يور شوز ان ماي مان كيف اتس نوت دازنت ميك سنس يو هاف تو بي اون ذا ليفل اوف ريسبكتنج ذات ايفل يو كان بي توكينج لايك واي ارنت يو لايك دوينج كاباسيتي بيلدينج اند اند اكسيدينج ذا كاربون فوت برنت لايك وات ذا فك ار يو توكينج اباوت ذيس جايز كيل بيبل بت اولسو لايك بيبل هو ساي لايك وور ويل نيفر هابن ناو دايز بيكوز وي ار ديفرنت جينيريشن بت باك ات ذا تايم Only 5% were fighting and had guns. 5% of the population had guns. It doesn't take much to have a war. Yeah. It's the mentality for it. And like you have bigger, bigger powers at play right, right now, which is why it's, I think, the always the good direction to go in is to help the, the workers, the working force, whether help immigrants or Help people have less education, less awareness. Let them raise awareness for these yeah, types of people. Yeah, but it's not only about awareness. It's about organizing because like... It's not about like uh, the truth coming okay. out, okay? Like Riyadh, basically, like, he's a friend, I know him. And he knows, uh, he does the, all these investigations, but it's not like I'm waiting for that report to come out to know the truth about Haida. Like even if it does come out, it's not about numbers, not about truth. Like people don't, don't care about that. Do they care? We know they're being evil and unfair to us. Let's organize because at the end of the day, When did the revolution becomes like not kumbaya and yoga and shit? When the inflation happened because it attacked the yeah. workers in their homes b- besides the explosion. Besides the explosion so yeah. you need to organize to go against it because la- like relying on the justice system that they put, it's, it's, it's naive. It's naive, bro. Yeah. Why, why would you? It's interesting that you, you, you believe comedy. And it's true. I, I guess what you're saying is true. Is has a very socio-political message. Yeah. And and I to a degree I agree that's true for you for your own benefit. Yeah. Do you think if you kind of stick to your content being socio-political and Lebanese socio-political, yeah. it might limit your growth abroad? Do you know what I mean by this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Instead of let's say societal things like you did a great bit I saw on Instagram that was you eating alone in like Amsterdam, sorry, yeah. in Holland, as opposed to eating alone here, which yeah, is fucking yeah. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you, for instance, people like me and you, every time we'd go out for, when we were in Europe, there were so many times I would go out to a restaurant by myself and I wouldn't even think twice that I'm alone. <laughs> They wouldn't look But at you. It's a nice experience. It's peaceful. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't even, I'm trying to think, I don't even think I've ever been out to a restaurant by myself in, in Lebanon. Be- in I, I, I don't think so. Because, yeah, when yeah. I did, they look at you like a sociopath yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they're not used, because they're used to like huddling up tribalism, yeah. unity. People yeah. think you know? you're a loser here if you go yeah, by yeah, yourself, exactly. especially like I during know. school and university. Like they, he talked to me, the manager would talk to me like, is there someone see, uh, sitting with you that you're only Are seeing? Are you okay? Like, bro, no, I'm not seeing ghosts. I'm not, uh, this is not the exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah. Okay, yani. It's it's weird to me, but I would I would stay in those societal norms, but it's basically part of my day also. But like if I'm doing a one hour show, like I actually like 40 minutes of it or 30 minutes is just societal, and then maybe 20 is uh, political, like hardcore. But then again, uh, next year after we did the cinemas series, we did a cinemas online series stand up. And after that, we reached to a, like a wide audience of like people like us, our age, you know, like 18 to 35. They listen to uh, Arabic content that's funny mm. because like what we're used to in TV is like 30. It's catering to 35 yeah, and above. Different generation. Yeah, older it's, a, it's different. Here, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're not used to even if they want to see TV, they're gonna see something that's not targeted to them from 18 to 30, Gen Z and millennials, let's say, or and 90s kids even. So now when we did that series, we found like a, a great response from outside, like 
U.S., Canada, U.K., Dubai, like everywhere, uh, uh, Arab speakers. And we're, we're excited to share that because, like, everyone who's leaving the country, you know, it's not automatically someone who wants to, like, dissociate from the country. Lebanon, yeah. yeah, they want, they're usually uh, in a bad way, uh, you have po- people who are biased to political parties when they leave, it's hilarious because like people don't necessarily believe because like fuck this country it's not giving me what I want so I'll leave but when you need but then when you leave you'll be what transferring money to your parents you're mm. part of that system again yeah, yeah. you're giving them you're money you're always again. attached to that system yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. it does like it, it holds on to you w- with money and when you leave for example a lot of people left Canada in the 80s in the war and they're still with Lebanese forces when on got uh, elected president in 2016, a guy went on Instagram and he said, on, congratulations, and I got a, a what, a tank, Merkava tank in Canada. <laughs> Do you know how difficult it is to get a t- Merkava tank in Canada? Like, how do you park a tank? <laughs> do you, like, you double park, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you double park yeah. a tank. But like, the, fa- the funny thing is like, he's backed up in the garage with the tank. Like, like, like because there's the cannon. Yeah, the cannon do, do is you outside. Drill, do you drill for the cannon? Like, it's fine. I'm, I'm actually searching, searching it right now. Yeah, Merkava tank. What should we put? Canada. 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 Lebanese guy, Canada tank. Just please, if you can get it. It's hilarious. When you comment on all of this shit, when you comment yeah. about all these uh, parties and name names and yeah. go in, and do you get people at shows saying, Say that one more time and I'm gonna fuck you up. Or people connected to those parties saying, I'll meet you after the show and I'm. Yeah, yeah, I've had that. You've had, had some that. threats. Yeah, yeah, I've had that. Uh, How do you around, react to that? Around the theaters. Uh, just some friends helped me out. Uh, usually. Yeah, no, the mafia. The uh, mafia. You know. I make a few calls. Here yeah, and there. he has a big trunk. Don't it fits a lot of bodies. <laughs> I don't know. I don't usually deal with them that way, but I got a lot of like death threats on online stuff. And they don't like that. And I'm pretty sure other comics uh, get that yeah. because we're very polarized. Yeah. But like you can actually tell who uh, like Mimbi yeah. Awe uh, doesn't bite. Yeah. Out of it. So you can tell like that guy just... Keyboard warrior. Yeah, yeah, just mm. talks shit. Troll. Probably he's bored. An internet all the, troll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's bored in Jnoub. Like, uh, yeah. I've had that a lot. I've had this guy. He's very weird. Uh, he's a Tayar Mustaqbal guy. So, because they always like feel bad, like you're with us. Why oh, are you at that? Like, okay. yeah. there's an extra layer of yeah. why are you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> Especially that my uncle is with Tayar Mustabal, he's a member of the parliament. So, this is why it's like an extra layer of like, dude, you, you should. Yeah. 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 So, when I did that, there was this guy, I was uh, criticizing Hariri as usual. And, uh, <laughs> and this guy, he sent me death threats and stuff. He's from Ni'ameh. And he's been on Facebook. And he, he, his profile on Facebook is my jokes. He just puts my jokes. So he just he, takes her jokes and just puts uh, them yeah, yeah, So yeah, yeah. you had and a stop. We have a thousand friend mutual. <laughs> he just adds my friends. He's just obsessed. Oh, wow, that's creepy. And I've never um, uh, clicked on his message record, yeah. but when I did, he's been talking to me for years. What does he say? What type of shit does he like, say? Just like, hey, man, I love your shit, or I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so it's just... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, no. no in between. Oh, no. My feeling. That went zero to oh, no. <laughs> like, You don't like Waterman? I'm going to fucking kill you. Bro, I love your shit. You're going to die tonight. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> not in up. between, man. That's, that's, that's literally Eminem's style. You know, a song yeah, style? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dear Stan, exactly. I'm your number one fan. Dear Stan, Bro, that's, that's like the guy who killed John Lennon. Okay. Careful. Yeah. Careful. And by the way, yeah. and, you're, and you're in Lebanon. That sh- you can probably get yeah, away Lebanon, with that so shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, 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 but I, had, I had like several guys. But what they're used to, like, but this is again the whole dilemma. Because usually if they hear me joking about all of the fucking politicians yeah. on the table, they'd be like, okay, so he did his part. But I don't want to be that guy to cater to f- these fuckers, you know? So I just say my joke. And I, and I hope to have a like, chill conversation with them. Because like, I've had the opposite. I have people, trolls online, who are like, fuck you. You're fucking shit. I hate your shows. And they've never seen me. They just mm-hmm. talk trash. They just want to talk. It's just fun. Yeah. And then they would watch me live. And, they, and one guy, like, he really liked my show. He's like, yeah, sorry, I was doing that. I, I just live really away and I'm alone and I just wrote that. I was like, for the first time, I, like, I see like an internet troll like really become a person, like not, <laughs> not a transformation. Like, like, a, like li- a, a literal troll. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, no, but, <laughs> but the thing is, like, really, it's all like just because social media really, really encourages you to spew hate, a lot of that. So once they meet outside, they're not as like as bad as they seem or like we're not feeling that bitter about each other you know uh, because when you meet someone face to face it's calming you know like you're a human i'm a human we let's talk it out sometimes it doesn't work out that way of course but usually they're they're like okay yeah i get his deal mm. you know so it didn't really get too violent at any instances but maybe in bbc for salam and other people in tv because we were saying stuff on tv so a lot of like the people Wider that you're reach, targeting yeah. because they're not used they're like they're thir- not used not used to this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, thirty five and above weren't used to satire news. This is like and the nineties thing. So when we started doing it and Salam Zatan and all their crew, they started receiving death threats more. What what I really also like about your stuff on Instagram, like separating yourself from the stand-ups, is that you post memes. You post a lot of yeah, memes, yeah. but they're smart memes. And I also like how deep you go in the captions as well, yeah. because you don't just put like, ah, laugh for like a one sentence. No, no, no. You yeah. actually put in effort to write a lot and describe the background, the reason as to why yeah. you're... I remember there was one post you posted about normalizing normalizing uh, like mishaps that happened yeah, in the Middle yeah. East there was one button and then there was the other one where the West doesn't give a fuck anymore yeah, and exactly. then you went in depth into explaining why you posted yeah, that caption yeah, yeah. along with because many usually other because the usual p- people are like my my generation and like even younger they're used to like okay don't from our parents they used to like don't talk about politics just you know just go with your mm, life without yeah. talking about it, which is the reason why we're getting to this shit. Yeah. Because we have a lot of citizens. Because we avoid it. Mm. Yeah, but not, not about the citizens that do not know about politics and the corruption, but people who are like, they feel individualistic, like nobody thinks like me, and there's no chance for unity to organize against this corrupt system. So it's not about like fighting them with investigative reports. It's about like coming together, like even in neighborhoods, to organize against this like oppression. Whatever it is, whether it is Darak and the area, mafia, generators, whatever it is, you know, the, this sense has been lost. So we need to like rebuild for that and like not trust the institutions that are already corrupt and will just recycle their corruption. The thing is what's so like 
I wouldn't say dangerous, but what's worrying me a lot is that after the explosion happened, there has been a large amount of people that have been immigrating the country. Yeah, yeah. I that think happens. You mentioned to me the other day around 150,000 people. Applicants. Went, yeah, Canada. applicants. And I, and I read something that 100,000 have already fled. And uh, hypothetically speaking, most of the people that have already fled are the educated ones, the ones who have financial ca- capability they're, of they're, leaving. They have the privilege of leaving. Yeah, they have the privilege of leaving, which means these guys are the ones that think probably a bit more rationally than the rest of the population. No, no, but that's what I'm saying, uh, that not necessarily. because Not necessarily, but then this, doesn't that mean that if a lot of people are leaving, then the people that are over here are going to start losing hope? Or yeah, d- definitely. Because I feel that a lot of people are getting so frustrated yeah, with yeah. this. You've had a revolution, quote-unquote, revolution going on for a year. But if you look at it, okay, we say that we got rid of two governments. But has there been any advancements no, in the but, country? No, but it was, it was like theatrical. Like yeah. I, the the, I, the I second one was like, okay, yeah, let's, uh, let's lose them. Uh, Prime Minister will get him again later on. It's just a bench sitting at a... Uh, us, getting, game, us getting rid know? of a, us getting rid of a government in my opinion is not success because the people that are still in power the parliament everybody that's in parliament is yeah. still representing the old political yeah, yeah, system of course but but what you but what you should expect that of course we're overthrowing a government but another will come as a substitute yeah. because with the system is already put in that's place. what I, that's but, what I was, that's what uh, that's what I was trying to say that what success like how successful exactly, does that exactly. action is but that? the thing is the thing how i see it is it's a good step and needs to be continued it's one step and build on uh, but the, the thing is okay, yeah, go on, go uh, but the, like it needs to be built on after overthrowing the government yeah. what do i need i need to well, organize exactly. more for me I need to strategize. But yeah, strategize. Not just Mujtama uh, Madani yeah, and secular clubs. Not just that. I just want people to feel like we're fucked. We better help uh, each other out uh, against like to get like syndicates for a working place. But when you want to strategize going forward, when you want to strategize going forward, so we have two years up until the next parliamentary or, elections. Or if I, they do early ones. Uh, okay, if they, let's, let's take the hypothetical situation where they do an early one. Mm. It disintegrates. On what law are you going to elect? On what law are you going to elect? Exactly. That, that is the most There's complex question. And if you want to change that law, the process of changing that law is going to take, that in itself will take years. Because yeah. if I'm not correct me if I'm wrong, the last the one was in 2018. The last parliamentary elections was in 2018. Yeah. But the one before it, because I think we skipped one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we spent, yeah. many people forget this, we spent like three, four 20, years without the president. 2008, 2009 was the last one before. So it was yeah, last, it's, it's supposed to be was, every four years. 2009, 2013, 2013, 2017. So we went even like two, we went yeah, two yeah. terms without even electing yeah, a yeah. parliament. Bro, it feels like we've been living in the same shit for the past four yeah. years. Yeah, so but exactly. Not, exactly. So it doesn't matter. That election. Yeah. This, is, this is my point. It doesn't matter the election law, electoral law, because like it's been the same shit because the same government is there. Yeah, it's there. They're know? always there. So They're like n- little entities no, that are now controlling they say, everything. Now they say that there is a momentum to build and do an alliance among a collective against the government, which is fine. But I, I honestly do not care about that because I know these you these politicians are gonna be diluted. You know, it's by dilution, not about. Like, okay, getting a new rack of people, it's not going to happen. It's going to be like until they die, until his 
his son comes along until and he's a new a bit, generation comes yeah, he's a bit shittier yeah, or not yeah. we're gonna have to survive those because the expectation of like okay we did the revolution and now it needs to change where did you get that expectation from it's not gonna happen these guys have been there yeah. for 30 years you expect yeah, them now you go down exactly. a revolution like, they're just gonna give up everything they, here they built it. something so nice which is why i hate the whole yoga and dancing shit and like holding hands and stuff because it doesn't make sense but that's what they love they love performance art you know and we hold coffins of lebanon because lebanon died like this never ha works out because like you have criminals you know but, but that's what i hated so like my question to you is we talked about the politics but we're also talking about how comedy helps and especially yeah. stand-up comedy helps raise awareness yeah. How do you see the future of stand-up comedy in Lebanon for the next five years, given the uh, financial recession that's <laughs> going on, given yeah. what's happening with the max exodus? It was already an underground scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think it will remain underground for a longer period of time? Or it's do you think it become more <laughs> What we're asking is, are you paying taxes? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> but there's nobody going after that because they're busy stealing something else. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so it's fine. Uh, no, I've been paying. I have to pay taxes now. <laughs> Fuck it. Zab. I have to say that on camera. <laughs> fucking hate to YouTube. <laughs> Killing my money source. Let me just have a monologue. Listen, yeah. Money is Talk the into the mic. Happiness the mic. Happiness. In, into the mic. Into the mic. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Camera. Happiness is just a state of mind. And money is not important. Unless you live in a capitalist system, that's very important. So, yes, money is very important. So, yeah, uh, we hope to make money <laughs> out of okay. it. But, uh, like, it's my labor, you know? Yeah. Perform art is my, like, performing is my labor. So, I need to get paid for it. I know that a lot of people, we do not respect, like, you know, uh, videographers or DOPs. Like, we never get, uh, get them paid because it's exposure and some shit like mm -hmm. that. Because we're used to not rewarding talent uh, now. Because why would I give you like a platform or something but now we are like uh, it's been a few years i've established myself i hope uh, there's more interest in comedy mm. like for sure we used to do like 70 seaters now we're doing like 250 before the covid mm. like 250 seater like it's full all the time that's crazy yeah, more, more people like, are coming now yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. like and we were doing like i'm like last year i did my shows uh, my first show, Met Shab, my first hour, I did it 12 times, like for 200 people every time. Nice. Uh, so that's a lot of people. And now... It's increasing, man. Yeah, yeah and now my, uh, my new hour that's about the Silo Muhayyeh, that's about the topical, what's happening in the last two years, that I'm playing in Metro, in Masrah uh, Metro, Hamra, like it fits uh, now with COVID 100 or so or less, but it's so, sold out for several dates, you know? So I'm, we're we built something, but I wanted I want to take it out. I want to talk to uh, other Arabs that are escaping because of this. So now that, that you're this kind of outspoken comedian and you're very socio-political and talking like, did that create a bit of a tension with your parents because you were raised yeah, in a certain way? Yeah, yeah. Well, now they learn to accept it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because they have no <laughs> they choice. They have a choice. Yeah. yeah uh, it's my living. It's my life, mm. and they learn to love it because, like, imagine when I told them. Uh, <laughs> you studied in Holland yeah, and studied like, Holland. I want to be a comic it's now and that my, my family never had money mm. like when my I have a, an older sister and a younger brother and my older sister like we didn't have money she had to work to pay tuition and my brother now we're not doing so well so he's struggling a bit but I I was the only child that they had money to put in school yeah. uh, and I was like yeah I'm gonna be a <laughs> comedian <laughs> I swear <laughs> when I told my dad 
on a Skype call in Holland. No, I'm, I think I'm going to start. I'm finish my master's and do comedy for the rest of my life. Yeah. He thought it was like a, a joke. A, a go, a like a show. Yeah, a, skit. Yeah, a, a, yeah. a skit or a gag. So it's like, because when I came to Beirut, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing comedy. He's like, where's the fucking camera? He's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't have cameras. I don't, I can't afford them. I'm a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> so, He's like, oh, okay, get used to it. Yeah, get used to it. And, yeah, yeah, it, uh, it created a real uh, tension and uh, for a while. But my dad wasn't that like uh, by that time. My dad wasn't that like obstinate about uh, or adamant on like politics or Hariri. So it was fine. But the thing is, my uncle and all my bigger family were like Hariri, and member of the parliament is my uncle. So it was like, it was like, yeah, it's a big stress. But then again, I'm like, I'm just talking whatever I want. And also, there are people who I grew up with all my childhood, my cousins, you know? I, I know them. And, uh, and I love that what, if the, that can be recreated in the Lebanese society. Like, we tend to overlap personal with political yes. a lot. We think that, like, I do not hate my cousins because their dad is a my uncle, a member of the family. Like, we grew up together. We played basketball together. No, it doesn't look like it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I used to play basketball, okay? Uh, <laughs> eons ago. Eons, yeah. eons. Back in the day. Yeah, so, uh, like, I lived with those people, like, uh, and... But unfortunately, a lot of people tend to overlap these things. Like even are you now in a more? I know you're a comedian. You're supposed to dissect yeah. these things. But are you now in a more positive mindset to where we're heading, or are you just like, no, we're fucked, and I'm gonna wallow in the pain? Uh, no, I'm just in a, in a place where I don't know. I don't know. We're we're, we're at a we're at a changing point, and it's nice. Like, not to, it's okay not to have a satisfying answer, or whether good or bad, because, like, I know these are unprecedented events that happened and it's a, a different change like what happened in the between 2018 and 20 now in the country is like bcad mm -hmm. shit like you know like mm -hmm. it's in history for us for our country it's totally totally different i don't know where it will take us but i hope we have the uh, the intellect or the the insight to actually organize with people and to trust each other amen that was an amen moment, yeah? It was that was an amen. Amen. I, felt I needed an amen. amen. I, needed, I needed some gospel music as well yeah. in the background. Hala, I'll add it in post. Please, please do, please do. The for the manzar. Yeah, yeah. We, we got all the sex in there. We got all the religions. We got all the religions. It's going to be one weird. That's going to be the craziest mixtape ever. Um, <laughs> the, one, <laughs> the one thing I did want to ask you is, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it, but your upcoming podcast, is that something we can say? Or is that uh, I'm planning I'm thing? planning for a podcast, yeah. Which uh, gives me a lot of joy, by the yeah. way. Yeah, uh, that, you're, that you're starting to get it. You're going podcast. down! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen, everyone listen to... Yeah, yeah exactly. Because this is how we look at each other, a constant competition. Yeah. Uh, Are you taking <laughs> our viewers, you motherfucker? Uh, no. That's how it works? Yeah, <laughs> slowly. <laughs> Okay, they're all in. Yeah. Uh, all the 13 people. <laughs> 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 uh, this guy, Lebilab, League of Legends. You're yeah, doing great, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seven doing seven great. of them are our parents. Yeah, yeah okay. Just, I'm preparing something, and uh, it's going to be in Arabic. Anna uh, Ross, hopefully. Uh, we don't know like yet. The, yeah, if anyone doesn't know him, he's like the best uh, underground. I love I'm biased, so I won't say, mm -hmm. but I think he's a great, great rapper. And we're planning on something like a podcast with, with him uh, to to like have people who do not come up on mainstream media 
And uh, like uh, either politicians, activists, uh, economists, uh, comedians, uh, like artists. I just want people to listen to people from our generation, for fuck's sake. Because everyone is like uh, in mainstream media is like 35 and above. And it's all in that dogma. You mm -hmm. know, I don't care for it. So I really want uh, people to like see more of us and more of people uh, who think uh, like us and more of people who want to work for, for the country in a good way and more of people who not, do not trust the system and want to build something, an alternative or, or just organized with immigrant labor, workforce, Lebanese workforce, everyone. So I hope that and you guys are also helping in that by doing this uh, Awesome podcast. Thank you, man. <laughs> after he I'm smiling behind the shit. Yeah. After he shot on us and said we had 13 viewers, <laughs> no, <laughs> he, no. He, he gives us, uh, he gives us Rabia, 15, Rabia, 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 you're the best. Yeah. <laughs> I hope there's a Rabia. Yeah. Allah. Statistically, there should be. There should yeah. be. Uh, <laughs> One in 13. Do the math. Yeah. This is Muhammad. Dude, I, I can't say it's not been entertaining because it's been funny as fuck, man. I think I'm like 65% certain we're going to get arrested, but it's, it's a good uh, time. Yeah, it's a good time, though. It's a good, it's a good, yeah, time. It's a good time. So thank you so much for coming, man. And uh, Akeem will probably be having you again. Soon. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please make sure to like, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Anrami, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, and I'm a Sabal. Thank you. Also, we'd love your feedback, so please DM us on Instagram at Fauda2020.